to lead us and guide us and bless us. Amen. I'll be talking about um, how to have a soft heart. Amen. Um, a soft heart that learns to forgive. A soft heart that God is able to use and to work with. I want us to read that passage um, in Matthew Matthew 18. We were not able to deal with it on Sunday. Sunday, I was, I was surprised that I preached that long. I thought I was very fast. <laughs> I was trying to be fast, but it always ends up somehow. <laughs> it's over a bit longer than I expected. Phil, how are you doing, Phil? Good to see I'm you. Hey, how are you? Good to see you. Awesome, awesome. Ijema, have I said hi to Ijema? I think I've seen him. Ijema, say hi to us, Ijema. Hi. Ah, Ijima, wow. Ijima has long hair. She has long hair today. Wow. Awesome. Wow. Good evening, sir. Good evening. Ijima looking beautiful. Beautiful. Good. Kunda, good to see you. Hi. Good. Hi. Hi. Good. Brother Lori, good to see you. All the way from God, always good to have you with us. Awesome, awesome, awesome. I can see the Banku and the Kinky. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so let's go. Let's be, let's go to Matthew chapter 18. Matthew chapter 18. I, I want us to have one day where we could just be here and just talking about what the Lord is doing so far in our lives. Um, I think it would be just nice to just hear you share how God has been talking to you, leading you, guiding you. And I think we should have a day like that. We're just here sharing what you've learned so far, how God is leading you and guiding you. But now let's go back to the Word of God. Matthew chapter 18. Let's go quickly. Matthew 18. Um, the verse 21. I'm sure most of you, if not all of us, I'm sure we all did our Bible studies yesterday. Um, it's been awesome just going through the Scriptures. To Matthew chapter 18, verse 21. The verse 21. Somebody might want to read for us. Juju, yes, is that Juju? Who's going to read Pastor for us? Yes. I want to read. Okay, good. I'm amazed today you are eager to read. Wow. God is working. <laughs> Something is happening. It's on the move. Amen. Okay, let's go continue. <laughs> Matthew 18, 21. Matthew 18, yeah. 21. Then then Peter came to Jesus mm -hmm. and asked, Lord, how many times shall I forgive my brother when mm -hmm. he sins against me? Mm -hmm. Up to seven times, Jesus seven answered. Times. Uh -huh. I tell you, not seven times, but 77 times. Mm -hmm. I continue. Yes, yes. Mm -hmm. Therefore, the kingdom of heaven is like a king who wanted to settle accounts with his servants. As he began the settlement, a man who owed him 10,000 talents was brought to him. Since he was not able to pay, the master ordered that he and his wife and his children and all that he had be sold to repay the debt. Wow. The servant fell on his of marry a man who is owing. No, be careful marrying a man who is owing. <laughs> if you marry a man who is owing, you can be sold, I'm telling you. 
don't spend all your money doing a wedding and later you are owing. No, 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 no. I'm talking to the ladies now in the name of Jesus. You cut your coat according to your size, according to the size of your man. If not, uh, it's possible that both of you, you might all end up somewhere. Sibu is hearing me very well. <laughs> Amen. Reduce the, the, the prices of your of your wedding gowns. The ones you've seen, they are too expensive. Please check something else. Check out for another wedding gown. We need a less expensive one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Simon, let's go. Let's go. Let's continue. Then they said, um, verse, yeah, verse 26. Then the servant fell on his knees before him. Be patient with me, he begged. I will pay back everything. So the, he, so, the servant, so the servant fell on his knees before him. So you can see how the servant was begging him. Amen. He says, be patient with me. I beg, be patient with me. I'll pay back everything. I don't know whether you've had to beg like this before. Uh, it's, it's almost humiliating. You see a man on his knees begging. Hey, how many would like to see a man on his knees begging? Eh? It's a very serious issue when a man is on his knees and begging for mercy. Uh-huh, continue. The servant's master took pity on him and mm. cancelled the debt and let him go. Mm. But, when that servant, but when that servant went out, uh-huh. he found one of his fellow servants mm-hmm. who owed him a hundred denarii. Mm-hmm. He grabbed him and began to, began to choke him. Mm. Pay back what you owe me, he demanded. Mm. His fellow servant fell on his knees and begged him, uh-huh. Be patient with me, I will pay you back. The but he refused. Thing, the same thing he told the, the master, and the master forgave him. The servant is also telling him the same thing. Almost the same phrase. Jesus is so interesting. He, he puts his story in a very amazing way. Uh-huh, continue but he refused. Instead, mm-hmm. he went he went off and had the man thrown into prison mm-hmm. until he could pay the debt. Mm-hmm. When the other servants saw what, what had happened, mm-hmm. they were greatly distressed and went and told their master everything that had happened. Mm-hmm. Then the master called the servant in. You wicked servant, he said. Mm-hmm. I canceled all your debts. I canceled all the debts of yours because you begged me to. Shouldn't mm-hmm. you have had mercy on your on, fel- on your fellow servant just as I had on you? Mm-hmm. In anger, his master turned him over to the jailers to be to be tortured until mm-hmm. he should pay back all he owed. This mm-hmm. is how my heavenly Father will treat each of you unless we fo- you forgive your brother from your heart. Hallelujah! Unless you forgive your brother or your sister from your very heart. Amen. You can see a man's heart that is hardened, a hardened heart. Uh, Jesus said, shouldn't you have had mercy? You have had mercy on your fellow servant. This man had no mercy. He had been shown mercy. He was supposed to show mercy. Hallelujah. But because he had a hardened heart, because his heart is hardened. Now, most of you who are in, um, in the medical field, you know about the heart. You know that the heart does not uh, produce blood. Hallelujah. Hey, did I say something well? Where, please put back, let me see their faces, the business students and the art students, whether they are following me. Does the heart produce, can somebody answer me? Where does blood come from? 
Let's try now. Those who did the integrated science. Tibor, let's see. Where does blood come from? In the name of Jesus, Father. We are delivered from all ignorance in the name of Jesus. <laughs> Christabel, <laughs> where does blood come from in the body? Longo, I'm sure Longo should know. Longo should know this one. Longo did his integrated science very well. <laughs> Longo is moving his camera. <laughs> Where does blood come from in the in the body? <laughs> yes, Ijema. Ijema, I'm looking for the business and those who think of only money and uh, uh, can somebody tell me? Okay, anybody should tell me. Where does blood come from? Where's blood produced from? Okay, anybody, I leave it out. Anybody, I'm not putting any money on this one. You're not getting anything. Forgive me the answer. Yes. Uh-huh. Hey, nobody. Who is trying to tell me? Yes. Uh -huh. Kunda, where does blood come from? Kunda, go. Different, different components of blood come from different parts of the body, but the majority is produced in the bone. In the bone. Okay. The bone marrow. Tomorrow. Thank you. If you had not added that, it would have taken you to court. <laughs> okay, so blood is produced in the bone marrow. So what is the what is the use of the heart? Very, very important. What is the use of the heart? Uh -huh. to, to pump the blood that has been produced to other organs. To pump the blood that has been produced into the other organs. Hallelujah. Those of you who hold your heart say, my blood, my blood. No, no, no. It is a pumping machine. <laughs> Amen. Your blood is produced by the bone marrow and the cells of the blood are regenerated also by the bone marrow and it comes in uh, into the blood, into the heart, through the, the veins. Amen. And the vein calf and all that. And it takes it um, into the, the lungs. Uh, the lungs oxygenate the blood. It comes back into the heart and the heart pumps it to the outtake, whatever, into the other parts of the body. Hallelujah. At least a little bit of my scientists is serving me here. Amen. So <laughs> I don't get to use it most times. So, so you see that the heart, the heart is a receiving organ and a given out organ. Now, when the heart is dead, you are sure it's one of the vital organs. I think we have five vital organs. It's one of the organs that when it dies, you just know that the human being it is, is finished. It's one of the things we have to check to find out whether the person is finally gone when the heart stops beating. Hallelujah. So the heart, when the heart becomes hardened, when the heart is hard, we call it, I don't know what to call it, but all these coronary diseases, um, all this um, hardening of the cells, of the vessels, it's, it cannot receive blood and it will not be able to pump blood out. And most times it is hardened by fat, it's hardened by so many other things in the body. Amen. So that's why it's good to eat healthy. But I'm just using this analogy to, share, to tell you that the blood needs, um, the heart needs to be flexible. The heart needs to be able to receive blood and to give out blood. When the heart is hardened, it will not be able to do its function. And this man here is a hardened man. His heart is hardened. He has received, but he cannot give out. And it's because of a hardened heart that is due to so many things. And this Sunday I was talking about how our hearts are hardened in life. Hallelujah. And you can see 
in Jeremiah chapter 4, I'm going to read it, Jeremiah chapter 4, verse 3. Somebody could read for us. Jeremiah 4, verse 3. Yes, if you are there, you could read for me. Jeremiah 4, verse 3. Um, looking for Jeremiah. Okay. okay. Uh-huh. Jeremiah chapter 4, verse 3. It says, for that says the Lord. Uh-huh. Is that Humphrey? Uh, for that says the Lord. Uh-huh. No, it's Vincent. Oh, it's Vincent. Okay, okay go ahead. So it says, verse 3. Mm-hmm. Yes. For that saith the Lord, uh-huh. to the men of Judah and Jerusalem, uh-huh. break up your fallow ground and sow not among thorns. Break uh, up circumcise your... yourselves to the Lord and take uh-huh. away the foreskins of your heart, ye men take of Judah what? and inhabitants. Go back again. Take away what? Uh-huh. It says, uh, uh, take away the foreskins. Take away the foreskins of your heart. Take away the foreskins. Inhabitants of Jerusalem. Lest uh-huh. my fury come forth like fire. Mm-hmm. And, and burn that none can quench. That none can quench it. Okay, good. Good. It's okay. Because so of the evil of your doings. It's okay. Vincent, it's okay. Let's go. So the verse 3 now it says, This is what the Lord says to them. People of Judah and Jerusalem, break up your unplowed ground. Hallelujah. The ground of, when the Bible is talking about ground, and it's using biblical uh, agricultural terms, it most times means the heart. Jesus said a man went to sow, and he sowed among towns, he sowed amongst the street, the, uh, the pathway, he sowed amongst rocky places, and all of these things was the types of hearts that men had. Hallelujah. And here he's saying, break, break up your unplowed ground. And do not sow among thorns. The verse 4 now says, circumcise yourselves to the Lord. And here, he's dealing with the heart. He's dealing with the heart. Hallelujah. A, a child of God who is born again, Bible told us in Ezekiel chapter 11, that he was going to have a soft heart. A hardened heart is the heart of an unbeliever. So a child of God has a soft heart. A heart that can receive. And a heart that can pump out. A heart that can receive. A heart that can pump out, right? A heart that receives love, it pumps out love. A heart that receives mercy, pumps out mercy. Hallelujah. Sometimes your heart becomes so hard that it is not even able to receive from God. And this is a guy who has received from the master and is unable to give, unable to give out. Hallelujah. In Hosea chapter 10, verse 12, you can, we'll not read it, you can just write it down. He talks about the same thing. He says, break up your unplowed grounds. Break up your unplowed Because these guys, their hearts were hardened. They were hardened guys. Hallelujah. And we saw how things can make you hardened in this life. Amen. Go with me to, um, where was it? Hebrews chapter 3. Hebrews 3 verse 15. We'll start from verse 12. Hebrews 3 verse 12. Are you there? Hebrews chapter 3, verse 12. Hebrews 3, verse 12. Will somebody want to read for us, or I'll just read from here. Hebrews 3, verse 12. Yes, anybody could read for us. Yes, hurry, let's go. Let's go. Hebrews 3, verse 12. 
Beware, brethren, lest there be in any of you an evil heart of unbelief in departing from the living God. Hallelujah. He says, beware. Beware that you, your heart does not become unbelieving. Beware also for your brother. Uh, check your heart and check the heart of your brother that you don't become unbelieving. You know, it's a serious so. With time, gradually, sometimes you are in the church, you are going, you are coming. You are, he was talking to the people in the church. He was not talking to unbelievers. Hallelujah. Their hearts were softened. Their hearts were, were believing hearts when they became born again. But with time, with the things of this world, with the issues of life and all that, your heart can get hardened. Your heart can get hardened. Bible says that um, a, a man went to sow. And Bible says the first place his seed fell to was, this, was the pathway. How do you get a pathway? A pathway is a place people had walked on. Many times, people had walked on. And in life, when people walk on you many times, if you don't take care, your heart becomes hardened. Hallelujah. So he continues to say, beware. Be careful. See to it that your heart does not become hardened. Your heart does not become strongly unyielding. The next one, unbelieving to God. The verse 13. Uh -huh. Verse 13. Mm -hmm. But exhort one another daily while it is Encourage one another daily. Uh-huh. Lest any of you be hardened through the deceitfulness of sin. Uh-huh. So you see, when you are your heart is hardened, your heart is unbelieving. That's one of the things you see with your heart. It is hard. Somebody has hurt you, somebody has you no know, disturbed your life. A professor is trying to disturb your life very soon. If you don't take care, your heart becomes hardened and you are unbelieving. Hallelujah. Somebody has stolen from you. Somebody has betrayed you. Somebody has lied about you. With time, you realize that your heart starts to become unbelieving. You don't trust people again. You don't see when you start not to trust people. Just know that mm -mm, a sign your heart is hardened. I don't trust you. I have trust issues. Uh, Pastor Lampe, I have serious trust issues. You know, we need serious prayers because we we have trust issues. I'm telling you, your heart is uh, is unbelieving. Your heart is unbelieving. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yeah. And you are becoming hardened. Oh. You are becoming hardened. It's like some cholesterol. Some cholesterol has, has gone around the, 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 the walls of your heart. And you're hardening your heart. Cholesterol can make your heart very hard. Sugar, sugar. And cholesterol. Hallelujah. So he says, beware that you don't become hardened. And that is why it's good for us to meet together. That's why it's good for us to be here because it says we encourage each other so that we don't become hardened by the things of this world. We don't become hardened, hallelujah, by the deceitfulness of sin. We don't become hardened by the deceitfulness of sin. The verse 14, uh-huh. Verse 14. Uh-huh. For we have become partakers of Christ. We have become partakers of Christ, uh-huh. If we hold the beginning of our confidence steadfast mm -hmm. to the very end, we have become partakers of this verse is a very shocking verse. I don't want to talk about it now. But it seems we have become partakers of Christ. If indeed we hold on to what we believe, we hold on to our conviction firmly to the very end. You have to hold on continually. So that's why I say that's why that's why we have to be praying that the church will come back, that we'll be able to see each other, encourage each other. Because mm, if you stay alone, your heart can become hardened. And I thank God for the platform we have here that we are able to meet here, even with this, um, whatever, Zoom and all that. Amen. The verse 14, uh -huh, the verse 15 now. Uh -huh. While it is said, 
Because God keeps talking to us and telling us, go this way, stop, go this way. No, 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 no. Our hearts are hardened. We'll not listen to him. Amen. And just like the heart of this man, he had received, but he could not give. Because somewhere he has, his heart is blocked by, I don't know what has happened to him. Maybe he has, he's offended. Maybe he's offended by life. Maybe there's injustice in his life. Maybe his wife has, you know, annoyed. I don't know what is wrong with him. Something has happened to him that he's not able to give out hallelujah so bible is telling us we have to be aware we have to be careful that our hearts do not become hardened hallelujah this is a, this is a struggle we have as unbelievers so that we can hear the voice of god sometimes somebody say i can't hear the voice of god i can't hear the god speaking to me god not speaking to me i can't hear. most times it is the hardness of your heart hardened hearts don't hear from god i'm telling you I think the first thing that a Christian should be very careful of is the state of your heart. I think so. I'm just thinking now. I don't know. Maybe it's true. Yeah. I think the state of your heart is most important. Yeah. Is your heart hardening or your heart is softening? Hallelujah. And you can check that. Don't check that by God. Check that how you deal with people. Aha. That is what we saw with this man. We realized that because his heart was hardened, he could not have mercy on another person. Each time you are becoming impatient with people, each time you are not trusting people, each time you are not at peace with people, you just know that your heart is gradually getting hardened. Don't say that me, ask for God, when I go to him, I'm able to talk to him, I have a wonderful time with him. But in your house, everybody knows you, Mr. Quarola. Mrs. I don't forgive. If you do, I do you some. Tooth for tooth, eye for eye, nose for nose, we'll battle it out here. <laughs> if everybody knows you in your house like that, I'm telling you, sister, it is high time. Your heart is hardening. You are becoming unbelieving at a certain point. Hallelujah. Amen and amen. Amen, somebody. Hallelujah. I want you to continue to not to become hardened and unyielding. Amen. Try, continue to try, continue to try, continue to try, and let the things of this world let them ease out of your life. The things that have disturbed you, things that have no, your heart is most important. Bible says that out of your heart comes all the issues of life. So if your heart is hardened, I don't know what else will come out of your life. And I don't want to. I don't want to be with difficult people, though. people whose hearts are hardened, hard, unyielding, rebellious. You say one, they say ten. They, really, they have ten hundred answers why they will not. They are not. They will not listen to what God is saying. It's not a problem. I want us to look at two guys, two people, two kinds of people who went through um, difficulties, and one was not hardened, and one were terrible. One was very, very terrible. Um, Second Corinthians, Second Corinthians, chapter, chapter four, no, chapter eleven. Second Corinthians. Chapter 11. 
we'll come to the chapter four as we deal with how to deal with these issues. Hallelujah. Second Corinthians chapter 11. Um, we could start from the verse um, 21. Um, or we could just go to the verse 23. You can read it if you want. Verse 23. Hallelujah. We are getting soft heart. So softening, softening. Your heart is like uh, I don't know what's the softest thing you can you can think of. Huh? Yeah, somebody says Moses is bread. Moses hasn't breaking bread yet. His bread is very soft. I I am I regret all of you are not here to taste his bread. Yeah. Some others also break the bread here, and the bread is something else. Yeah. But we eat it all, we enjoy all of it. We are very grateful. <laughs> I didn't mention anybody's name or please don't refuse to give me your bread again. I'll eat. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yeah, Moses has been making some bread here. I'm telling you, interesting. Yeah. So please, either a softened heart, a softened heart. Uh, so Paul, Paul, Paul was talking about how he's been through many difficulties. Let's look at the verse 23. He says, as you, are you, the, are you, are there servants of, of Christ? Hmm? I'm out of my, my mind to talk like this. I'm more. I've worked much harder. You know, things that can make you very hard, hardened in life. Very, very hard. He says, I work much harder. When we finish, we'll, we'll discuss. Tell me some of the things you have experienced in, in, in comparison to Paul. And let's see whether we have the same um, experiences with him. Yeah? I work much harder. I work much harder. Being in prison more frequently. Please, has anybody been in prison? Let me see their faces. Has anybody been in prison so far? Is anyone who has been in prison? Yes, Pastor, have they? <laughs> hey, Hilda, have you been in prison? Sewa <laughs> has been to prison. Uh, I understand. All of you are in prison now, I know. I understand what you are saying. Yeah, he's been to prison. <laughs> Amen. It's not a prison. <laughs> so he says, yeah, I've been in prison more frequently. I've been flogged more severely. How many have been flogged? Not for doing bad, but for the sake of Jesus. <laughs> I know you want to raise up your hand. No, it's not that one. When you stole the meat and then they caught you, they flogged you. Please, it's not that one. Flog for Jesus. <laughs> Flog because you are trying to help others and save others and deliver them. <laughs> Flog for doing good. Hallelujah. Flogged, beaten. Uh, uh, frequently in prison. Flogged severely, being exposed to death again and again been exposed to death again and again hallelujah five times received from the jews the 40 lashes minus one that lash in fact when you watch the the, the video if they put the if they hit that um dead rope if they hit it on the on on the, on the wood it plucks the wood out it plucks part of the wood out so imagine receiving that on your bear on your back Receiving that, I'm not sure you'll be very happy with it. Hallelujah. Three times I was beaten with rods. Once I was pelted with stones. Three times shipwrecked. Spent a night and a day in the open sea. I've been constantly on the move. I've been in danger from rivers, danger from bandits, 
in danger from fellow Jews, in danger from Gentiles, in danger in the city, in danger in the country, in danger at sea. <laughs> Paul has been in danger, in danger from false believers. Hallelujah. Paul has been in danger everywhere. He has been in danger and in danger and danger. Then he says, I've labored, told, have, have often gone without sleep. I've, I've known hunger, thirst. I've often gone without food. I've been cold and naked. Hey, look at some of us are in our blankets cooling down. Yeah, with, with different kinds of, you know, some of you have even a baby behind by your, by your bed. In the night, you just hold your baby like that. So, oh, baby. Hmm. Paul says, I've been cold and naked, verse 28. Besides everything else, I face daily the pressure of my concern for all the churches. Who is weak? I do not feel weak. Who is led into sin? I do not inwardly burn. Hallelujah. So Paul is talking about how the many things that he has been through. In fact, if we should experience any of these things for doing good or for helping or for preaching Christ or anything, hey, I'm not sure how we'll react to it. Hallelujah. We have to have the attitude of Paul. Paul suffered very much. And still, his heart was softened. His heart was not hardened. Hallelujah. Amen, amen. I want us to see another guy, another group of people, Genesis chapter 42. Genesis 42. Oh, thank you, Father. We'll come to the chapter 45. But this was when um, the story of Joseph was being told when they had gone to Egypt to look for food. And Joseph had already become a prime minister. And Joseph was in charge of all the food and everything. And um, Joseph had his brothers visit him and he had the opportunity to talk to them. Uh, and um, when Joseph was going through the drilling, Joseph was trying to drill them to see whether they are changed, to see what their hearts were, to see even whether his brother um, Benjamin is still alive and all that. And um, at a point, uh, they said something. They said something that is very revealing. Uh, you don't see it in the story of Joseph when he was being sold as a slave. But you see it here. Um, the verse 21 the verse 21. Let me start from the verse 18 so that you get a glimpse of the story a little bit. Um, the verse 18. On the third day, Joseph said to them, do this and you will live, for I fear God. If you are honest men, let one of your brothers stay here in prison while the rest of you go and take grain back for your starving household. Uh, um, he wanted to see his brother Benjamin, so he was trying to use that to get them to go and bring his brother. The verse 20 now says, but you must bring your youngest brother to me so that your words may be verified and that you may not die. This they proceeded to do. The verse 21, they said to one another, surely, surely, we are being punished because of our brother. <laughs> we are being punished because of our... Now, the brother they are talking about is Joseph himself, oh. They are saying we are being punished because of our brother, the brother that we sold. You can see that the, the evil they did had not left them. The guilt was still with them. And they said that, hey, 
look at how we are being punished because of that brother. Our brother had that we sold out. Like God is paying them back. He says, we saw how distressed he was when he pleaded with us for his life. Joseph, when he was sold, when he was being sold, Joseph pleaded, beg, please, have mercy on me. Don't sell. Don't sell me. And, and you can see in the story, um, Reuben tried many attempts to save him. But no, it was to no avail. And you can see how Joseph was pleading, begging, was in distress. Oh, he was weeping before them. He says, please, don't sell me. Please, don't sell me. But they sold their own brother. They sold their own brother. I don't know how bad this can be. When your own brother, your own brothers, your own sisters can sell you into slavery. You are worth a few pieces of silver. They don't want to see you again. Just disappear. Just go. Just, just because you had a dream and came to tell them your dream. You didn't have wisdom how to say it. Hallelujah. So they sold him. But he was pleading for his life. He pleaded with them for his life. But we will not listen. That is why this distress has come upon us. That is why we are in this distress. Now, the guy that they sold, they didn't know that the guy they sold is the one who is in front of them talking to them. And Joseph was behaving as if he could only speak uh, Egyptian language. He couldn't understand Hebrew. But he understood all that they were saying. <laughs> and they're talking among themselves. Do you propose? I'm sure Reuben was there. Reuben said, Do you see? Do you propose? Do you propose? You see, you see, you see, I told you people not to sell that guy. We are in this issue because of how we sold. But what I want you to see is how they begged, how he begged them. And their hearts were so hardened. Their hearts were so hardened. They will sell him. They will not have mercy on him. Reuben replied, verse 22. <laughs> have you seen Ruby? Reuben replied, didn't I tell you not to sin against the boy? <laughs> Reuben will not shut up. You know, sometimes you can't even wait to tell me somebody. Didn't I tell you not to go there? You see what has happened to you. See, next time you see, um, worse will even happen to you. Reuben was not, was not, could not keep quiet. Reuben said, didn't I tell you people? See what is happening. Ah. Didn't I tell you not to sin against the boy? But you did not listen. Now we must give account, we must give an accounting for his blood. They did not realize that Joseph could understand them since he was using an interpreter. Jesus was just standing in front of them. They couldn't understand. Joseph was just there listening to them. And I saw Joseph was very sad. They had sold the boy. I don't know how you feel when close relatives, close ones, people you trusted so much, people you called your brothers and your sisters, people you called your closest friends, sold you. Maybe something you told them and they sold it. Maybe it's a trust you gave them and they sold it. It's something precious. You kept, you, you left it for them. They sold it. They sold you. It's very, very, very difficult. Hallelujah. What do we do? How do we overcome these issues? How do we make sure our hearts are not hardened by the events of this life? I think I have five reasons. I'm not sure whether I'll be able to go through all that. But the first one, I want us to see it's in Philippians chapter 2, 
verse 1. How do you how do you make sure? Oh, thank you, Father. How many of us want to know how, how to overcome this? How many would like to how to know? How to how to how to how to, how to get your head, your heart unhardened by the issues of life? Maybe you trusted God with something. Oh, you trusted God to save somebody, you trusted God to deliver. Ah, this world. Hmm. I then Philippians chapter 2, verse 1. He says, Therefore, I want you to note the things that are here. Note the things that are here. Note them very, very well. Note them. Therefore, if you have any encouragement from being united with Christ, Okay, so the first thing you see here is encouragement from being united with Christ. With Christ. With Christ. With Christ. You have encouragement from being united with Christ. The first thing that comes when you unite you with your, um, your bond request. Next thing, if any comfort from his love. Comfort from his love. If any common sharing in the spirit, if any tenderness and compassion, tenderness and compassion. You know, when you are united with Christ, when you spend time in his presence, when you spend time with Jesus, it is very hard for your heart to continue to become hardened because he says here, there's encouragement that comes. Secondly, there's comfort that comes. Thirdly, there is sharing. The Holy Spirit will share with you. He shares things with you. Hallelujah. Fourth, there's tenderness. Fifth, there's compassion. Compassion that comes. Compassion that comes. He says, then make my joy complete by being like-minded, having the same love, being one in the Spirit and one in mind. Hallelujah. When you stay with Jesus, encouragement comes hallelujah comfort comes your heart finds it hard to remain hardened or to be hardened at all i believe growth in christianity is is this very thing maturity in christ is this very thing about not being hardened by the things of this world the more you stay with God, the more discouragement cannot harden you. The more discouragement, disappointment cannot take you off. Hallelujah. Amen and amen. So the first thing you need to do when you are in sex issues or just normally as you're in life, as you're in life because we have learned that it's in this world, welcome to the world, you see these things. But it says, as we, as we, as we have as we have um, our fellowship with Christ, as we have sharing with the Spirit, hallelujah, there's tenderness, there's compassion, softness, your heart remains soft. That's why as a Christian, when you are not praying, we are not reading the Bible, one of the things that is happening to you very, very fast, it's like, it's like somebody who is not exercising. You're not going for jogging, you're not going for running. You're not, you know, it's like your heart is gradually hardening. 
And when we practice prayer and we practice meditation and we practice journaling and we practice solitude, a time alone with God, being with God in, in our nice secret places, you know, it is such times that God gets to deal with your heart. He gets to soften your heart. He gets to bring tenderness and compassion. People that have, have made you angry and whatever, that is when your heart turns around towards them. It comes from our time with the Lord. And you cannot remain uncomforted. Some of us refuse to be comforted by him. We refuse to be. But it's because you don't stay there. You don't stay there with him. It is not possible that you read this Bible. You meditate on it. And you have a hardened heart. It is not possible. I'm telling you. God, the Holy Spirit will find a way to share something with you. Ah... Uh, you forgive that auntie. You even pick your phone. That day you call, you take your phone and call that auntie. You call that uncle. In fact, you might even send him money. Yeah. Hallelujah. And if I'm the one that I've made you angry, just call me. Just send me a phone and send the money. Don't forget to add the money to it. <laughs> it will not be bad at all. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. So, so there are things that have made us angry, there are things that have hurt us, there are things that you know we've been through, and, and sometimes when I listen to all our stories, I know we've been through things. I know our hearts are hardened, our hearts are, you know, I know that. But you know what? If you stay with this God, you have a soft heart. The heart will soften up. Hallelujah. Jesus will encourage you. Encouragement that comes from being with Jesus. In fact, I don't know. I don't know. I don't think I would have remained married without this Bible. I don't think I would have been a pastor up to now with this, without this Bible, without this secret place. Because, brothers and sisters, there are ways that sheep can hurt you. Sheep biting the shepherd. I don't know whether you've seen one before. But in this kind of sheep, the sheep can bite. <laughs> <laughs> they, should, they have a certain, uh, a certain mouth. <laughs> Hallelujah. And if you don't continue to have your quiet time and your time of prayer, exercising yourself in the spirit, your heart to become hardened. And very soon you are unbelieving. You don't trust people. You don't trust God. And just know that you are getting into rebellion. You saw how we read it. It is just like a trend. It's just there. You are, you are getting there. You don't hear from God again. God doesn't talk to hardened people. I said, God doesn't talk to them. When you check from Genesis to Revelations, all the people that God really used were people who were soft. Just check. I realized I don't even have time to go through with you. I would have checked with you. All the people that God used were soft people. Jacob could not enter into his destiny because he was too hard. Until his, 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 his jaw, his, uh, his tie, whatever, was, was broken. He had to learn how to be soft. There are some of us, we are hard, hard, hard. God will just allow an event in life to just, you become soft now. Because God cannot use you as you are very, very hard. Hallelujah. Let us not allow sin, either the sins of others or our own sin, to harden us. Second Corinthians chapter 1, Second Corinthians chapter 1, it says something very beautiful there. Father, you are softening us with our times with you. In the name of Jesus. You are making us softer than we thought we could be. Oh, we thank you, Father. Second Corinthians chapter, Second Corinthians chapter 1, verse 3. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, 
the father of compassion. Second Corinthians chapter one. Second Corinthians chapter one, verse three. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of compassion. God is known as the Father of compassion and comfort. That is what. That is who is known. That, that is how he's known. Who comforts us in all our troubles. Hallelujah. So that we can comfort those in any trouble with the comfort we ourselves receive from God. This is what ministry is all about. God is sending you into ministry. He wants you to share your issues with others because the others are going through the same thing you went through. So he's going to comfort you so that that comfort you have received, you are also going to give it out. This is what Christianity is about. Receiving and giving. We receive love, we receive comfort, we receive encouragement, we receive tenderness, we receive compassion, and we give it out. We receive and we give it out. But it cannot happen. It cannot happen if your heart is blocked, if your heart is hardened, if your heart cannot pump. There's no need having the heart if the heart is not pumping. That's why God looks at some of us, he, he thinks we are, we are just, we are dead, we are dead. Spiritually, you are dead because your heart is not pumping out. And when your heart is hardened by sin, hardened by the things of this world, always just thinking about how you feel, just thinking about yourself, it is not good. No. We receive from him so that the comforts that we have received, we will give to others. Hallelujah. For just as we share abundantly in the sufferings of Christ, so also our comforts abounds through Christ. Hallelujah. There's comfort. There's comfort. One of the things that you see in Christ, if things happen to us, but God has a comforting system. He can wrap his arms around you. You know, when my father died, I was so discouraged. I was so discouraged. Uh, I remember going home at his funeral and I couldn't even, I couldn't even cry. But I was, I was discouraged and very hurt because my father really never loved me. He never really loved any of us. I don't know who he really loved. I think I was even the closest to him. But he, but he didn't love any of us. I don't know, I don't know whether I ever hugged my father. I can't, I don't think so. Very distant, very difficult to deal with. He beat us, he molested us, he did anything. And when he died, I was just angry. I was looking at the grave and I, I was almost guessing, why didn't you love us? Couldn't you have done better than this? I remember when I came home and, and my mom had, had also died. It was so difficult. I came back to Morocco and um, I, was just, I was just crying. I was just crying in, in my hall. I was just weeping and weeping and weeping. I just couldn't understand how like, so like I don't have a father in this world. Like I don't have anybody who would just really like a father who would love me. I was very hurt. And the man was gone and I was crying over him. But my dad was a hurt man. As I was saying in the, on Sunday, and he hurt me. And if I don't take care, I'll hurt my children. If I don't take care of my children, we'll hurt their children. And um, I was just there crying before the Lord and like, I said, God, I don't understand how this is. And I remember my wife was pregnant at that time with Emma and um, I was expecting a baby. I was just wondering how fatherhood would be like. And I remember just in that hall, how God just wrapped his arms around it. It was such a presence of God. It was so much huge and so intense. 
but he wrapped his arms around me. And he said, I'm your father. I'm truly your father. I was shocked. I was surprised. I'm telling you, since that day, I've never wept. I've not wept about my mother. In fact, I used to weep every first of first April. My wife knows. When she finds me somewhere weeping, she just she has to go and check the date. First April, I just weep because that was the day my mom died. I couldn't take it. And then my father died. It was so difficult. But ever since God wrapped his hands around me and told me, I am your father. I am the one who takes care of you. I have, I have not gone anywhere. I'm still here. I was the peace that overrun my heart. I've never seen one before. That's why most times when people are hurt and people are just, I tell them, seek God, seek peace. Continue to pursue wholeness. Seek it in his presence. Cry and weep there. Whatever makes you, whatever. Stay in his presence and cry and weep there. And search through the scriptures and pray. Because God, one of what he's known as, is the master of all comfort. You know, sometimes when you're discouraged, you want to run into the hands of a certain boy. He has a way of, you know, um, just, you know, just um, comforting you. Or you run to a certain girl and say, oh, I need comfort. Comfort me. It is good, oh, but it is not good. It is God who can bring everlasting comfort. He comforts you. Today I can talk about this without crying. Because God has comforted my heart. He has comforted me. And I can love my children because, you know what? God loves me. God loves me. Hallelujah. God is a God of all comfort. I'm telling you, brothers and sisters, if you will go to him, if you will stay with him, you get encouragement, you get tenderness, you have to be softened. You know, I was telling my story to some people, and, um, and I think Pastor Jack was there, some people were there, and Pastor Jack was just asking, just, how, come you, how come you are like this? How come you have not become hardened? You went through all this in your life, and you are like this. And, and I just I had no other explanation than the fact that God has comforted me. Some of us need to be comforted. You are running from here and there, from one man to another man. You are not receiving the comfort. In fact, it is even worsening your case and making your case more difficult. You are becoming more harder and harder and harder because you are not running to God. To come out of this, you have to run to God. It's a God, I'm here. I've come to you. I've come to you. I've come to you. You are the one who made the heart. If there's anything wrong with my heart, Father, in the name of Jesus, have an operation there. Do something there. Comfort it. Massage the heart. Massage me. And he knows how he's going to do it. In the name of Jesus. Receive that from him. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. I pray for everybody under the sound of my voice who is struggling with any other thing that makes it difficult for you. Receive comfort from them, comforter. Hallelujah. Accept his comfort. Accept his comfort. Sometimes we refuse to be comforted. And the, the way we refuse to be comforted is by refusing to go to him. We refuse to go to him for comfort, for encouragement. Father, we thank you. We bless your name. Hallelujah. The next thing I want you to do, as you receive the comfort of God, the next thing I want you to do is what Paul did. 2 Corinthians chapter 4. 2 Corinthians chapter 4. 
Oh, thank you, Father. We bless you. Second Corinthians chapter 4. Ooh. Are you there? Verse 4, verse 7. Second Corinthians chapter 4, verse 7. Help us. Help us. Help us, Lord. In the name of Jesus, receive comfort from the comforter. Receive comfort from the real comforter. The one who is able to make your heart soften. In the name of Jesus. Do not allow your heart to be hardened by the things of this world. Do not allow your heart to be hardened by offenses. Don't, don't. Run to the comforter. Run to him daily. May he massage your heart for you. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. I pray that he will, run, he will wrap his arms around you. I pray that your heart will receive a warmness that you have never seen before. Oh, a comfort that you have never had before. That will make all your pain foolish and stupid. The things you are holding on to, you just live it. And you give that comfort to others. Hallelujah. If you have experienced failure, may the Lord encourage you. May the Father himself encourage you. May encouragement come from the Holy Spirit in the name of Jesus. And go ahead and encourage those who are who have failed. Go ahead and encourage those who are in difficulty. Go ahead and love others in the name of Jesus. Guard your heart. I believe from today you keep your heart as treasure. That is, that is, what, that is the most important part of you. Your heart. You keep it as your treasure. Let's see what to do here. Paul, the verse 7, he says, We have this treasure in just of clay to show that this all-surpassing power is from God and not from us. Hallelujah. We are hard-pressed on every side, but not crushed. <laughs> Perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not abandoned. Struck down, but not destroyed. I know you dance with this song. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, yes, Lord. I know you like to dance with it. It is a verse in the Bible. Hallelujah. <laughs> he said, we are not pressed. We are, we are pressed, but not abandoned. <laughs> Persecuted. We are struck down, but we are not destroyed. We are perplexed, confused. I don't want you to be confused like me before. Confused about what life is. Hallelujah. We always carry around in our body the death of Christ so that life so that life of Christ may also be revealed in our body. Hallelujah. For we who are alive are always being given over to death for Christ's sake so that his life may be revealed in our mortal bodies. But let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go to the verse 16. We know what that is saying. Let's see what he says in the verse 16. Therefore, therefore, we do not lose heart. Now, when therefore comes, you know that something has come. Uh, he was talking about the grace and all that. Now, he says, therefore, we do not lose that. Though outwardly we are wasting away, yet inwardly we are being renewed day by day. We are being renewed day by day. So, you see, you have to be with Jesus continually to receive encouragement, to receive softening, to receive compassion, to receive renewal day by day. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The verse 17 now. For our light for our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. Hallelujah. But this is what I want you to see. Catch this one. For our light and momentary troubles. I say, hey, 
Apostle Paul. What are you talking about? Pastor Paul. Hey, for our light and Paul called his problems light and momentary. Light and momentary. Light and momentary. He trivialized the issues. He trivialized the beatings. He trivialized the flogging. He trivialized the dangers in, on the sea, the dangers on the mountains, the dangers of betrayal, of, of bad brothers. He trivialized it. He said they are light and momentary. Light and momentary. Hey! This is how the devil gets us. You are in trouble in your family. You are in trouble with your wife. You, are, you have a, a quarrel with her. And the devil will tell you, you know what? This is how your case will be forever. No pleasure for you in this marriage. <laughs> but if you can stand on your feet and say, you know, Paul called his problems light and momentary, which means that it will end soon and they are light. He gave the name to it. Nobody called it that for him. And he gave the name to all of us that all our problems are light and momentary. Bible calls all your problems light and momentary. So how come you've made your problem so hard and so difficult? You've carried it like a weight that you can't carry. He says, all that's happened to us is light and momentary. Can you give a name to what has happened to you? Can you give a name to it? If you have to give a name, what name will you call it? All that has happened to you. What name will you call it? Paul says his own and all of us our own. They are light and momentary. Our problems, our issues are light and momentary. What will you call your problems? Hallelujah. Can you find a new name for it? Can you find a new name for your issues? Hey God, these issues are very, very... In the Bible, it's called light and momentary. When you come to God and you are, you are praying, just say, Father, I come to you with the light and momentary problems. The, the light and momentary problems that are passing away very soon, that are even achieving for me something very, very big. In the name of Jesus, I thank you. It is taken away in the name of Jesus. Can you give a name to it? Do you know how, would, how our hearts, how our prayer life will change and will come to God if we begin to place a name? Give it a different tap. I was abused. I was molested. I was raped. But they are light and momentary. Eh? Pastor, what did you say? Did I, hear, did I hear the pastor well? Yes. You heard him very well. According to the Bible, I didn't say it. He says they are light and momentary troubles. Can you give a name to it? Can you stop carrying it? Can we be like Paul and say, my problems are light and momentary. They are passing away. In fact, ah, in fact, they are actually achieving for me a certain glory. Hey, they are achieving a certain glory for me, in fact. Can you give these three names to it? Light, momentary, glory. Hey, can you give it to it? Three. And see how the problems will become nothing before you. They are light problems. They are light problems. Don't stay so worried. You can only get this if you come to him. Hallelujah. And you be with him. Light and momentary problems. 
light and momentary problems. My light and momentary problems. If I don't even call it mine, call it the light and momentary problems. Then the third thing I want you to see, I want you to see Genesis chapter 45. We're going to read a bit here. I feel like standing up. Moses said I should stand up. Yeah. <laughs> he wants it, he wants me to just sit down so that I look like I'm 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 just teaching. But I want to stand up. Can I stand up? It's okay now. Yeah. I'm not coming to preach. I'm just I just want to stand up. I'm just stretching. Aha. I feel more comfortable like this. The chair is too comfortable. Genesis chapter 42, chapter 45. Genesis 45. Mandalia Satali and Genesis chapter 45. Oh, help us, Lord. Please, what name are you giving to your problems from today? Tell somebody for me, type and tell somebody for me. Light and momentary problems. I can see Joyce telling Harriet, you know what? My problems are light and momentary. Hallelujah. The verse 1, it says, Then Joseph could no longer control himself. You see, this is when Joseph is beginning to reveal himself to his brothers. Before all his attendants, and he cried out, Have everybody leave my presence. So there was no one with Joseph when he made himself known to his brothers. And he wept so loudly that the Egyptians heard him and Pharaoh's household heard about it. Can you imagine a man weeping so, so loudly? Have you seen a man weeping so much? Huh? I remember one day I was going to work in a certain town and I had to leave my wife and child here. Wow. My wife was very strong. She said, my husband, you have to go. Go and find food because you have to go. <laughs> And I was weeping. I wept all the way up to the taxi. I wept in the taxi. The man was wondering what was wrong with me. A whole grown man with beard. I sat in the train. I was still weeping there. Until I got to the town, the, the weeping just left me. Then she started weeping from here. <laughs> Hallelujah. But the man wept so much. He wept so loudly that the Egyptians heard him. And Pharaoh's household heard about it. The verse 3, Jesus said to his brothers, I'm Joseph. My father, is my father still living? But his brothers were not able to answer him because they were terrified at his presence. The verse 4. Then Joseph said to his brothers, Come close to me. When they had done so, he said, I'm your brother Joseph, the one you sold into Egypt. And now, do not be distressed. Do not be angry with yourselves for selling me here. Because it was to save lives that God sent me ahead of you. Wow. 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 It was, who sent him there? Somebody say Jesus. Who sent him there? Was it the brothers? He says, God sent me ahead of you. Brother, you were sent there. Some things happened to you 
But Joseph had a perspective that God sent him there. They did that to you, but if you can see that mm, God, <laughs> God has, has, has something in this one. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God sent me here. God sent me here. If you the heart of Joseph, do something. He's feeding his brothers. He's taking food back to his father. He didn't behave like that man. He didn't pay back evil for evil. No. For three years now, there, there has been famine in the land. And for the next five years, there will be no plowing or reaping. But God sent me ahead of you to preserve for you a remnant on earth and to save your lives by a great deliverance. So then, it was not you who sent me here, but God. Wow. It was not you who sent me here, but God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Then it says in here, um, where am I? The verse what? The verse 8. Um, but God, the verse, say, then it says, He made me father to Pharaoh, Lord of his entire household, and ruler of all of all of you. The verse 9. Now hurry back to my father, say to him, This is what your son Joseph says. God has made me Lord of, of all Egypt. Come down to me, don't delay. You shall live in the region of Geshon, Goshen, and be near me, you, my children and grandchildren. Your, you, your children, your grandchildren, your flocks, your heads, and all you have. The verse 11 now says, I'll provide for you here, uh, for you there, because five years of famine are still to come. Otherwise, you and the household and all belong to you will become destitute. The verse 12 now says, you can see for yourselves and so can my brother Benjamin, that it, it is really I who is speaking to you. Tell my father about all the hand accorded me in Egypt and about everything you have seen and bring my father down here quickly. And that was it, they wept and they wept and they wept. Hallelujah. Can we be like Joseph? I call it climbing the Joseph's ladder. See that God has wants to use what has happened to you bring about a deliverance if you can see that you are climbing up hallelujah god wants people see this is what i see god wants people he can entrust bible says that he makes his rainfall on what on the wicked and on the righteous god wants people who climb up to his stage and sit on his seat and feed those who disturbed him. Feed those who don't like him. Feed those who don't care about him. And still feed those who care about him. God wants you to do both. He's looking for people who climb up into his ladder and sit on his seat and say, I bless you, evil. You did evil to me. I bless you. You did good. I bless you. God has too many people to feed for you to only think of feeding those that feed you. Those that did good to you, God will not give you a high position. When I came to understand this, I realized that I cannot be angry. I cannot be bitter. I have to feed others who don't like me. I have to feed others who, who um, attack me. I have to feed others who think evil of me. He wants you to feed them. And if you can realize 
that what you are being, what you are going through, God wants to use it to feed all these people, like the way the heart feeds all the parts of the body. If any part of the body does not like it and hits the heart, the heart will still feed that part of the body. And so you have to become like that. Joseph did not hold back. He fed the very people who sold him to slavery. The very people who begged, who he begged to allow him leave. They didn't allow him leave. But he fed them. God wants to use your kids. God wants to use your situation to feed others. You cannot remain bitter. You cannot remain angry. Your heart cannot become hardened. Because once it is hardened, out of it flows the issues of life. Nothing will flow out of you. And you can't receive from God. You can't even hear from God. That's when you hear his voice, do not harden your heart. It means a hardened heart cannot hear from God. Hallelujah. How many are going to climb up with Joseph and feed those who hurt you? That man who abused you, that cousin who abused you in that family. Ah, like a door. How many are going to climb up with Joseph? The very brothers who should have protected you. Sometimes it is more difficult when you have such people around you. Those who should have kept you and protected you and helped you. And God is expecting you to see them. Can you see a great deliverance coming out of your problem? Can you see a great deliverance coming out of what has happened to you? A great deliverance for many others. Can you see? If you can see it, you are with Joseph. Hallelujah. The last thing I'm going to tell you because of time is that I want you to climb up in life. Climb up. You know, Joseph, it was easier for Joseph to forgive because he was already high. Joseph had climbed up the ladder. You know, sometimes when you are there and you are down, and you think about those that put you down, you want you, <laughs> you want to kill them. <laughs> but if you can climb up, if you can climb up in life, climb up in life, go up. Yes, you are hurt. Yes, you are whatever. Climb up. Give yourself to God. Let God feed you. Let God comfort you. Let God protect you. Let God speak to you. Let God encourage you and climb up. Don't stay there. You see, the worst thing I don't like about this issue is the fact that we become stagnant. We become st We don't do anything because we are hurt. I just hurt my heart. My heart is bleeding. Pastor, my heart is bleeding. Pastor, I am bleeding. I am, so, so you are not reading for exams. Your heart is bleeding. I'm, I'm bleeding. She has, she has left me, oh, Pastor. My heart is bleeding. Ah, uh -uh. you fail. You, you, too, you bleed more. You bleed more. Climb up. Even if you are not happy, climb up. Climb up in life. Climb up. Hallelujah. Stay with God and remember that what has happened to you will be used for a great deliverance. God is going to use it mightily. God is going to use it mightily. And each time, each time I hear somebody, each time I hear somebody with a bad story, oh, I was this, I was that, I was this, I can see that God will use you. I can see the people God uses. 
Because anybody God uses was born in affliction. Everybody. Moses was born in affliction. Everybody God uses was born in difficulty. There was something difficult about them. And that is how God trains the people he uses. So that if he can soften your heart, make you soft, you are going to be a great person. We are going to pray right now. And I want God to begin to, to lift you up. Hallelujah. Isaiah chapter 25, where we read the last time, on Sunday, you can see that we are going to some of the Sunday um, verses we read. Isaiah 22, sorry. Isaiah 22, we are going to pray. Oof. Monday, I can see somebody climbing up. Hallelujah. How many are going to climb up? How many are going to climb up? How many are going to climb up? Let me see. Climb up. Climb up. Climb up. Climb up. Climb up. Don't stay there and say, I'm, I'm this. No. Climb up. It is nice to be up. I was praying. The Lord told me, win, Elliot, win. Win every time. Just win. Continue to win. Win every time. Just win. In every case, just win. Don't concentrate on what your heart is feeling or what you have done. Decide that your heart will remain soft. Yeah, I will remain soft. My heart will give out. My heart will be able to receive. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Are you there, the verse 20? The verse 20? There was a certain man. I, I'll come back to this story, but we are going to just use it to pray. Maybe one day I'll teach about it. Um, but let me just go to the verse 20. Verse, verse 9. It says, In that day, I will summon my servant Eliakim, son of Philippia. I will clothe him with your robe and fasten such around him and hand your authority over to him. Hallelujah. You know, most of the authorities we have, me, I believe my place is a place that God has given me. Every seat you are sitting in is a seat that God has given you. And sometimes he gives you the seat of other people's seat. <laughs> yeah. If you, don't, if you are not careful, God can remove you now and put somebody else there. <laughs> you can be removed quickly. And God was replacing somebody. Shebna. God was replacing Shebna. One day I will talk about him. Hallelujah. And God was saying, I've replaced you. I'm replacing you. In the time of Hezekiah, this prophecy had come to pass. In the time of Hezekiah. Hallelujah. Now, the verse 21, he says, I will clothe you. I'm praying that the Lord will clothe you. Hallelujah. May he clothe you with royalty. May he clothe you with honor. May he clothe you with splendor. Hallelujah. May he beautify your life in the name of Jesus. So that those who thought that nothing would, your life will amount to nothing, they will be ashamed. Because God himself is doing something wonderful with you. You'll be a father to those who live in Jerusalem, to the people of Judah. I'll place on his shoulder the keys of the house of David. May the Lord place on your shoulders the keys of your family, the keys of the church, the keys of the nation, the keys of the company. Hallelujah. May the Lord give you the keys of the house where there's treasure in the name of Jesus. What he opens, no one can shut. And what he shuts, no one can open. Can you imagine God giving somebody keys? Wonderful keys that will open doors, that will shut doors. 
I pray in the name of Jesus. I told you how, how forgiveness is linked to having the keys of the kingdom. And Jesus says, whatever you bound will be bound in heaven. Whatever you lose will be lost in heaven. You can see when you walk in the realms of Joseph, in the realms of forgiveness, in the realms of a soft heart, when your heart is receiving and giving out, it gives you the keys of the kingdom. I pray in the name of Jesus that some of us will receive the keys of our nations. Hallelujah. May the Lord place a key on your shoulder. Amen. The verse 23. I will drive him like a peg. This is what I want you to pray about. I will drive him like a peg into a firm place. May the Lord place you in a firm place. A place where your finances is firm. A place where your health is firm. A place where your relationships are firm. Hallelujah. Some of us, our relationships are too wicked. They're going up and down. May the Lord make us firm. May you be at a firm place. May your work have a, may you have a firm place to work in. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Oh, Father, drive me. Drive our families. Drive this ministry. Drive our ministries into firm places. May we be firm. May we have firm finances. May we have firm emotions. In the name of Jesus. May our, our emotions be stable. In the name of Jesus. I will drive him to firm places. I can see the Lord driving you to firm places. May you be driven to a firm place in the name of Jesus. You can see how shaky this world is. You can see how things are not, things are so fragile. But may the Lord give you something firm. I've been praying. I've been praying for us. Brothers and sisters, join me in prayer. Let's pray. The Lord will establish us, will send us to firm places in the name of Jesus. Oh, yes, in the name of Jesus. Last Sunday, let me ask you, Italia. May you, in the next relationship you enter into, may it be a firm place. May it be a firm relationship in the name of Jesus. A solid one leading to somewhere good, where you are established in your home. May your home be a firm place. May your home be like a firm tree that others could come and perch in, in the name of Jesus. Oh, may the Lord drive you to a firm place. He will become a seat of honor. A seat of Hannah. May Hannah overwhelm you in the name of Jesus. May you be reserved a seat in the family in the name of Jesus. May they not take a decision without finding out what you think. Ah, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Maybe Hannah, because you're a servant of the Lord, because your heart is soft, because you are climbing up with God in the name of Jesus. And all the glory of the family will hang on you. This is what I was telling you guys on Sunday. The glory of families are on individuals. Ah. Hey! The glories of families are on individuals. And God wants people to enter into realms where he could hang the glory of the family on you. Yeah. 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 I was praying about this and the Lord told me clearly, he says, there are people around you I want to hang the glory of nations, glory of companies. Glory. They, cannot, they don't know why. They can't sack you. Because since you came to that company, the company has been going further and further and further and further. And as Joseph, as Joseph was recognized by Potiphar, and Potiphar said, oh, since you came to this house, things have been going well. As, as, as Jacob, as Jacob was recognized by Laban, that since you came to this house, things have been going on well. The glories of companies are on individuals. The glories of a nation are on individuals. The glory of a family is on an individual. May that glory be upon you in the name of Jesus. Decide to move forward. Decide to climb up in life. Yes, yes, 
Yes. Where you are staying has, has nothing to give to you. Struggling with men and being angry has nothing to do. If you run to God, God will do so many things. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. Oh, I'll drive him to a firm place. I'll drive him to a firm place. Why would you, why would you just rise up with me? Just, just rise up with wherever you are. Oh, thank you, Father. I know your camera looks somehow, but just to rise up, just let's know that you are up, rising in the name of Jesus. Begin to pray. Begin to thank the Lord. Begin to pray. Begin to thank Him. Begin to pray, begin to pray, begin to pray. Thank him, thank him, thank him, thank him. Thank him. Ask him to lead you. Ask him to lead you. Yes. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Now wrap your arms around us, Lord. In the name of Jesus. Tell the Lord, I want to spend time with you. I struggle with this, but Lord, I want you. I want you. Ah, help me to draw near to you. Help me to come near to you. Help me to be united with Christ, Lord. As I'm already united with him, help me, Lord, to be in a secret place with you. In the name of Jesus, touch my prayer life, oh Lord. Touch my prayer life, oh Lord. Touch my prayer life, oh Lord. Yes, receive comfort from him. Receive encouragement for him. In the name of Jesus. Tell him now, tell him now, Father, help me. Help me to be as light. Help me to treat them as momentary. Let me not take offense. Let me not be angry. Help me, O Lord. Let me let me release people out of my heart in the name of Jesus. My heart is not hardened in the name of Jesus. Continue to tell him, tell him, I want to receive and give. I want to give to anybody. I want to be like Joseph. I want to climb up the ladder. 
and speak high and realize that you will use what has happened to me as ministry. You use it to reach many people in the name of Jesus. I can see the glory that is coming out of this thing. I can see the glory that is coming out of this situation in the name of Jesus. I pray, Lord, may we have visions and dreams. May we have a, a, a direction from you, guidance, Lord, as to what you want to do with our lives, Lord. Thank you, Father. I want you to climb further. Climb higher. Climb higher in your life. Climb higher in your life in the name of Jesus. Oh, yeah, and worthy to be praised all the land upon the throne. Oh, and all to you, for we lift our hope to praise Italian Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. I want you to continue to pray. Continue to pray. Ask him, ask him, Father. Clothe me, clothe me, clothe me. The dream for this guy here, clothe me. In the name of Jesus. Uh, place on me the keys. The keys that opens doors. The keys that opens doors. Ask him right now, begin to pray. Tell him, Father, place on me. Send me to a firm place. Drive me like a peg to a firm place. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I declare that the Lord is sending you to a firm place. In the name of Jesus. I declare that the Lord is himself is taking you further. Placing your feet on firm ground in the name of Jesus. 
May he place authority over your life. May he place authority over you. May he place over you in the name of Jesus. Yes, yes, yes. May the Lord hand glory upon you in the name of Jesus. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. We thank you, Father. We bless your name, Lord. May your name be praised forevermore. May your name be praised forevermore. In the name of Jesus. Father, I pray that our hearts will never be handed. Our hearts will never be handed so that we can receive from you. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. We thank you and we bless you. So that we can give out, Lord, what you've given us. We bless your name. In the name of Jesus. Will somebody just pray for us? Yes, anybody would just pray for us? Thank you, Father. Yes, anyone? All right, so, uh, Father, we want to thank you, Lord Jesus. We want to bless your name. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Father, we thank you for this time. We thank you for this hour, Lord. We bless you, Lord yes, Jesus, Lord. for this opportunity, Lord, to be called your sons and daughters and for yes. the privilege, oh God, to be in the kingdom of God, of yes, Christ, Lord. our Savior. We thank yes, you, Holy Spirit, yes, for Lord. how far you brought us, oh God. Yes, Despite, oh God, the things we might have gone through in life, you still yes. are faithful. You still are faithful. Yes, to Lord. see us through, oh God, yes, our Lord. trials and our temptations, oh God, we thank yes, you, Lord, Lord yes, that you brought us this far, oh God. Yes, Just Lord. as we've heard, oh Lord Jesus, that our troubles, our, our, our trials, our temptations yes, are momentary, oh God. Yes, so Lord. we put our trust in you and we say, oh Lord, yes, Lord, that we choose, oh God, to trust in what your word says about us, oh Lord. Yes, we yes, trust Lord. your word, oh God, no yes, matter Lord. what the circumstances might be, Lord. Yes, we choose Lord. to trust in your word, oh God, because yes, your word is, is our and amen. It is true. Yes. No yes. matter the circumstance, no matter yes. the situation, yes. truth yes. is yes. truth. Father, Lord, and it can be changed no matter the ideas, no matter mm. the, the, the opinions of men, oh God. Yes. Yes. Father, we thank you, oh Lord. We bless your name, O oh Lord Jesus. Yes, Lord. And today we choose, O oh God, to forget, O oh Lord. We choose to forgive. We choose to, yes. to, 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 to open up our hearts. We choose, O oh God. Yes, Lord. Yes, to make Lord. our hearts, O oh God, soft for you, Lord. To mm, yes, us, for you, Lord Jesus. For your word yes. to penetrate, O oh God. Yes, Lord. Yes, for when Lord. we harden our hearts, O oh God, you can't do anything, Lord Jesus. Yes, Lord. And we, yes, we decide, oh God, to, to, yes, Lord. to soften, oh God, our hearts, oh Lord. We yes, decide Lord. to open up, oh God. We decide, yes, Lord. oh Lord Jesus, and we say today, oh God, yes, have Lord. your way in our lives, oh God. Work in our hearts, oh God. Yes, and Lord. today we turn the hearts of stone into hearts of flesh. 
Yes, Lord. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. We bless your name, O oh God. We bless your name. And we decide, O oh God, today, Lord, to give, O oh God. We yes, decide Lord. to give to, to people, to, to nations, to to anyone, Lord, Lord, you placed under us, O oh God, and you will place under us in future, O oh God. Yes, Father, we thank you, Holy Spirit. We bless your holy name, O oh God. Yes, freely you've given to us, O oh God, and freely we will give to people, O oh God. Yes. We thank yes. you, Lord Jesus, for your salvation that has come into our lives, O oh God. Yes, but the salvation is is a privilege that we have, oh God, in you, Lord. Many yes, people Lord. are lost in the world, but we are saved. Yes, Lord. By your grace, oh God. We thank yes, you, Lord Jesus. And so as Joseph chose, oh God, not to mm. hold to, to hold grudges, not to hold, oh God, mm. the offenses against his brothers, against his family. Father, we choose and we say, Lord, we forgive anyone, oh God, that has offended us, oh God. We yes, forgive Lord. anyone, Lord Jesus, that has treated us bad, oh God. And yes, we Lord. choose, oh God, today to live a life of forgiveness, oh God. We choose yes, today Lord. to live a life of not holding offenses against people in the name yes, of Lord. Jesus. In the name Father, of may Jesus. we live a life, oh God, just as you said that we should, we should, we should choose, we should mm. as desire, we should aspire to live in peace with men, oh God. Yes. But that today, Lord, we decide, oh God, that we will live in peace with all yes. men, oh Lord, in the name of Jesus. Yes, Father. We thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank yes, you, Jesus. Mm-hmm. And as a body, oh God, Father, may your hand be upon us, oh Lord, as a body. May your, your grace, oh God, carry yes, us through every situation in the name in of the Jesus. Name of Jesus. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus, for the same. Bless, oh God, our Father that you've used, oh God, to teach us, oh God, and you continue to use. Bless him, bless his family, oh God. Bless this ministry in the name of Jesus. We thank you for the opportunity, oh God, that even as we are far away from each other, we can still hear your word, oh God. But distance is never a barrier, Lord. Father, we thank you, Lord Jesus. Bless yes, your name. Yes, lifted I. In yes, the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. God bless you. God bless you. It's always fun to be able to share God's word with you. Um, and we are so grateful that we have this opportunity to do this. Um, yeah. So uh, we'll be having our prayer meeting. Um, I think one day I just wanted to just meet here. And just share what God has been doing in our lives in all this confinement time. Um, I don't know when it will be, but I think we'll just be here one day just sharing uh, what God has done in your life. Amen. Amen. I could see Mavis. I don't know who I'm seeing. Yeah. Joe, I could see you. Uh, uh, Richard, how are you doing? Richard. Good to see you. You're doing well. Good to see you. Priscilla, Priscilla, you're not showing us your camera. Ah, uh, Prisla, we like to see your face. Good boy, God bless you. We can see you. Yeah, God's people, we can see you. Musa, where's Musa? Musa. Yeah, Mavis, Esnat, how are you doing? Um, the names are just success. Wow. Hey, Doctor Brighton is with us. 
Hi, Dr. Bright. Can we see your face? Can we see? I saw, I saw the kids. Um, yeah, who else is with us? Genta. Wow, Genta. Genta, good to see you. Um, um, oh, go back. Go back, go back. Um, Bizu, yeah. Yeah. 